Hello there, guys, and welcome back to the Living Fit Podcast. I'm very excited about today, purely because I've got my little baby microphone back. And part of the reason is it makes my voice sound very relaxing and it makes me sound sexier than my little northern twangy voice. So really excited to be back. Uh, A great episode today, and it's all about how to stop binge eating and taking back control. Before we start talking about binge eating, obviously, who is this podcast for? Always say this, it's for people that want the up-to-date information in how to stay inspired, who want unstoppable energy, who want to get in the base shape of their life mentally uh, and physically. It's a little hub of support, uh, accountability, and brain food for you, uh, which will just help you get simply the best out of your life. Also, uh, a couple of comments, people reaching out and saying, you go on so many tangents, Tom. Um, Sometimes I like it, sometimes I don't like it. Uh, Sorry about that. It's a little bit of insight into the way my mind and how my brain works. And then I also get some comments that say, Tom, you literally don't make any sense. There's some sentences that literally don't make any sense. For instance, I once said, get the scales out of the wardrobe or um, a a sin engine line tonic. I'm dyslexic. So again, you're just going to have to accept uh, who I am and hopefully it's not too offensive for you. So a question, has this week currently brought you closer to your goals or further away from your goals? This is a question I really like to ask my clients um, so they can reflect on their week and they can reflect on what was missing, what went well, what didn't go well, and more importantly, what needs to happen within this week or in next week to bring them further towards their goals. Because some weeks we don't reflect, sometimes we don't do anything, and we actually don't know that we're moving further away from our goals, or even worse, staying stuck. Sometimes staying stuck is like a little mystery because we don't really know um, that, that we're not growing, but because we're not going backwards, we're like, oh, well, it's all right. And then before we know it, we're just feeling like our body isn't progressing. We feel like we're plateaued and we've just kind of got that like boring, stale feeling about training and nutrition and our energy is a little bit stale. So ask yourself, has this week currently brought you closer to your goal or is it taking you further away from your goal? And if it's taking you further away from your goal, what can you do in order to nudge that little marker and bring you further towards your goal? So Binge eating, binge eating, we've all done it. We've all gone over the board, over top. There we go again with my little tangents and wrong way of speaking. Uh, We've all gone OTT, overboard with food. And ultimately, what does it lead to? Binge eating leads to never reaching our full potential of our results. It needs to never leave... having, uh, releasing that sudden burst of, of energy, that kind of unstoppable energy, the way I like to talk about it. It leaves us feeling guilty as well, because we can open up that two bags of McVitie's digestives and absolutely plow through them with no real thought. And then we can feel guilty because all the hard work that we've done in our week is kind of gone to waste. It can also make us feel bloated, leaving us feeling sick and therefore our energy seriously takes uh, a decrease. It can leave us feeling obsessive about food, simply going to a party or a restaurant and literally not being able to think about anything else bar the food. And if anyone listened to like the Christmas podcast and my clients, when I gave them this uh, Christmas survival guide, they'll, you'll realize that I spoke about when you're being obsessive about food, you can't really enjoy the moment. You can't really enjoy the social or you're, you're thinking about is the food and is the snacks and is that sensation. And the reason why I know that and the reason I'm talking about it is because I've been there myself. There has been times where all I want is 
the deep fried chicken, you know, and, and I'm full and I'm still cramming the food down me and it feels great at the time. But guess what? When you come out of the restaurant or um, you get back home and you're laying on the sofa, your Friday night is spoiled because you've not been able to find any balance. And the reason why you've not been able to find any balance is because we're leading with this all or nothing approach. And when we lead with the all or nothing approach, we don't find balance. And when we can't find balance, we can't find consistency. And when we can't find consistency, we're never going to get those results. And more importantly, we're not going to be able to sustain those results for long periods of time. And I've written down here, it will always leave us unable to take control for and uh, it'll I'll start again. It'll always leave us unable to take control forever. And it will leave us with that all or nothing mentality. So how do we get rid of that all or nothing mentality? How do we stop binge eating? And more importantly, how can we gain control over our eating and over our nutrition? That's what we're going to talk about now. I want us to break it down into three parts, into three core principles. You've got a sustainable plan. You need a sustainable plan. And if you're doing something that isn't sustainable, it means it's wrong. You need up-to-date knowledge. Science is changing all the time. And I talk a lot about this with holistic points of view and, and medicine and things like that. There is points of view with science that's either right or wrong. It's either black or rot white. The principle about weight loss is fundamentally the same. It doesn't matter what fad diet you're doing. It doesn't matter what fat burners you're taking. It doesn't matter what training you're doing. So we need up-to-date, legitimate knowledge, which is going to enable us to take options. And we also need a reflective mindset. And with any of this, with any fitness stuff, with anything in general, if our mindset isn't sharp, if we're unable to be aware and unable to reflect, we're always going to be quite far off. I'm going to say we're even going to be 50% off our true potential. It's like you get in given a Ferrari when you're 16 years old. It doesn't matter how it's looked. You're never going to be able to drive it. And it doesn't matter if you have all the knowledge in the world in how to get down to single digits body fat, how to bring your muscle mass up, how to constantly keep your energy levels top form all the time. If your mindset is, is up or down and you've got issues with, with there and, and within those habits. So a reflective mindset is really important. So a sustainable plan, what makes up a sustainable plan? Number one, it has to be easy. It has to be simple and it has to be flexible. And I want to ask yourself this question with the current plan you're on at the moment. Can you see yourself sustaining it for another 30 years. And I would argue that myself and my clients with what we're doing, we can sustain it for 30 years, which is the reason why I feel I can stay in shape 365 days a year, feel like my energy level is constantly balanced and constantly a level. And I, I don't really ever get emotionally volatile up or down. Maybe for me and me, we have an argument, but yeah, that's, that's between me us and, and our therapist. <laughs> but a sustainable plan, it has to be easy. It has to be something that you know that you can implement. If it isn't easy, you aren't going to do it. And if it isn't simple, the overload of information, again, isn't going to make you do it. And if you're ever on a plan that is restrictive, that says you're not allowed alcohol, you're not allowed carbohydrates, you have to eat at these certain times, you're not allowed a couple of Tangfastix Haribo, it isn't going to work. We want to have that approach of 80-20, 80% being quality food, 20% can be down to more social, exciting um, food, which is giving us more of a release. So it, it should be flexible. It should never be totally restrictive. There's going to be restrictive times 
within a diet if we're preparing for a photo shoot or we're preparing to go on holiday or something like that. But it never should be one way or, or the highway, whatever that saying is. Number two, for a sustainable plan, there needs to be accountability check-ins or accountability points. When we're aiming to change habits and our behavior, there needs to be external accountability. So uh, with my guys, we have things like uh, challenges. We have uh, check-in phone calls. We have Q&As. We have, have a weekly questionnaire. Uh, and that's not to say, come on, come on to me but there has to be accountability in whatever you're doing. So if you're doing a program at the moment, does your best friend know about the program and do they respect that? Um, have you asked them to call you out on it if you're not doing it? Whatever it is, you get what I'm saying? There needs to be accountability points whenever we're trying to change our behavior. And this podcast is all about changing that all or nothing mentality so we can take control. Number three, there needs to be planned rest, especially well with anything, with weight loss, with muscle building, with the different kind of energies we're putting into our body, the input of energy that always needs to be the opposite. So let's take weight loss. If we're in that starvation mode, if we're constantly starving our body, then needs, needs, needs to be plan rest. There needs to plan rest where we don't follow the plan, where we feed our body more calories, where we maybe have a week that we don't train because the plan rest actually leads us um, to being better at that thing, to being more proactive. There was three huge companies. I don't know who they are, but they did this experiment where um, they paid their staff the same amount of money, but they only had to work four days a week instead of five days a week. And the study was, are they more productive doing four days a week than five days a week? And of course, they got paid the same, but the people that were in for four days a week got more done than the people who did five days a week. And that's because more rest equals more work, more potent work. And that's what we're after. We're after you. You need. You probably want to be on a diet for as short a time possible, and then maintaining those results for a longer period of time. What is the point of being in a diet for six months where you could potentially get it done in six weeks and then maintain for like what three or or four months? So the planned rest is is super important. You need up to date knowledge. You need up to date knowledge in training. You need to know what the right training is is for your goal. And as I always say, the knowledge gives us options. And once we have options, we don't feel trapped, we feel free, because then we can start to take control and we can start to become aware of, okay, well, I don't fancy doing that style of training for my weight loss goal at the moment. But I know that this style of training will get me there. So it's about that up to date knowledge. And the reason why I'm saying up to date is because science changes all the time. So these sorts of podcasts, uh, people who else you trust, maybe on Instagram, maybe on TikTok, but people who you trust who are giving you the up-to-date knowledge. And you've got to try it and it's got to work. Um, but for instance, there's some studies that are like, you know, uh, fasted cardio is the best way to lose weight. And we did this study and it found out that like the study was all, all with males and the study of, of people that didn't do fasted cardio is all with females, for instance. So of course, the males are going to lose more weight overall. So it needs to be up to date and it just needs to be uh, people that, that you trust uh, essentially and, and banishing all those myths. You need up-to-date knowledge on nutrition. Of course, you need up-to-date knowledge on nutrition when we're talking about binge eating and taking control. What precisely about nutrition do you need to get clued up on? You need to get clued up on energy balance. Energy balance, your output versus your input. Your output in 
in sleeping, living, working, exercising versus your input of food and drink and knowing how to manage that. You need knowledge in, in macronutrients, in micronutrients, um, protein, carbs, fats, micronutrients, in vitamins and minerals that are, are in the foods. You need to be knowing and being aware of myths. And I'm going to do a podcast. I'm actually going to write a booklet about common myths so people don't fall short because the problem with myths is fad diets, myths, they seem quite easy but actually they're very, very restrictive. So overall, they're never going to be flexible and they're never going to give you the long-term sustainable results that people are after. And also we need to be educating ourselves on the right foods for the right goal. For instance, if you are preparing for a photo shoot and you're on very limited calories, if you decide to have a Victoria sponge because it's in line with your calorie goal, you're going to be starving your energy levels are going to go up and down. It's going to get whizzed inside the body and you're not going to feel full. So it's, it's about educating yourselves on the right sorts of food for your goal. You might be seeing a bodybuilder eating five whole chickens. I don't know why, because nobody needs that. But you might think, oh, well, I'm going to do that because that's the way he does it. And that's how I want to look. But that's actually finding out about about your body and what your body needs for your goal, because every human body is different, which is why on Team Living Fit, we give you these personalized options because we know it's not one size fits all. So don't be going looking at bodybuilders that are possibly doing uh, illegal stuff and thinking, well, I have to eat five chickens and 10 broccolis a day because that's rank. You don't need to do it and you're not him. Wow, really told you then, didn't I? So how to use the tools is the third thing. You need these up-to-date knowledge, but then you also need the tools in how to use the tools. You know, if no point you're giving a, a lovely old tool bag to go and flipping fix the sink and having up-to-date tools from being key, but actually being like, well, I didn't do a course now to fit a sink. So I don't actually know how to do that. You get what I'm saying. Um, you can have all the weight loss, all the muscle building tools in the world, but if you don't know how to use them or you don't know how to do the opposite thing, because with everything, there needs to be a transition time. If you're losing weight, if you're on a program for 90 days and you're losing a serious amount of weight, you can't be losing weight forever. So you need to learn how to transition into the maintenance phase else you're going to lose weight and then you're going to put it back on then you come with the program then you're going to lose weight and then i start rapping like m&m and it's not going to be sustainable and you're still going to be no better off you're going to feel frustrated and you're going to think i need this plan in order to lose weight you don't you need the tools you need the principles you need to learn how to use them in order so you can take control of your life and your body and your fitness and all that jazz third you need a reflective mindset we want to be reflective and what reflective means is asking those sorts of questions because the questions naturally come up if we're constantly seeking approval of somebody else, it's never going to happen. We need time to sit in peace and quiet and reflect on, okay, well, well, how was my behavior this week? How was my eating this week? If it went awry, why was that? Why, why, why? Because we're going to find more answers. Then we can self-coach ourselves. And another thing which I try to do with my guys is not teach so much, is to ask reflective questions so they can start to teach themselves. Because what happens when they start to teach themselves is they can start to take control and they start to learn how to use those tools. If we're just teaching all the time, we're going to be reliant on those things. And yeah, okay, well, why don't you have a look at this article and go and read that? Because then you're starting to take ownership of that. And again, one of the things with my guys is asking questions, have you listened to our, our latest training that we did this week? I'm not just going to spill out the information to you because then you're never going to learn how to take control. So, wow, another tangent. Sorry about that. But weekly questions 
are really important because it's really important that we're reflective and we start to watch our own behavior because as soon as we're aware of our own behavior, aware, awareness, we can then start to change that. But if we're no longer aware, if we don't ask those reflective questions, we can know we can't change the behavior that we're not aware of. Number two, 80, 20. I want 80% of your food to be high quality food. If you give your body high quality food, you're going to get high quality results. You're going to get high quality energy. You're going to get high quality focus. But then you need, 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 need 20% of that food to be coming from stuff that you, you dream about or you would probably restrict yourself of. Like maybe it is a croissant on a Sunday. Maybe it's a Sunday roast. Maybe it is five pints on a Saturday whilst watching the football. You need that release. You need that outlet. If you're 100% eating quality food all the time, you're going to have moments when you binge. You're either all or nothing. And that is exactly what we don't want. We want to try and find balance. So by 80-20, we have a bit of that release at the weekend or on our day off or two days off, whenever it is. But again, if we're eating 100% healthy, wholesome foods, that your body is literally going to be craving that sugar, that chocolate, that bit of butter, that sourdough bread, whatever it is. 80% of our food needs to be high quality. 20% is the food that gives us that release, spikes more inspiration, spikes more motivation to go on um, next week. So number three, we need um, awareness of when to rest. We need awareness of when to rest. If we're constantly pushing, 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 and we don't know when to pull, I've written here push and pull, and I don't mean about the gym. I know when to really hammer our goals and when to pull back. Again, we're just going to have that moment where it completely goes out of control um, and, and we're inconsistent. So we need an awareness of when to rest. For instance, it might be that you do three weeks of training and it might be that you do a deload week. Or it might be that you do three weeks of diet and it might be that you do a maintenance or you kind of don't track so much and you go off feeling and feeling full. It might be that you do five days a week in a diet and then you do two days in kind of maintenance or, or feeling full. But if we're pushing all the time, it's never going to happen. If we're pulling all the time and we're afraid of that discomfort, we're afraid of eating a, a wholesome bowl of, of greens, of course, it's never going to happen. So it's in the balance. It's, it's not fully in that discomfort and it's not fully out of the comfort. It's somewhere in the middle. So awareness of the rest is super important. So just a reminder, we need a sustainable plan. If it isn't sustainable, it's not going to work. It needs to be simple, easy, and flexible. You need accountability points within that sustainable plan because your unconscious behavior is going to play up sometimes and it needs someone else or something else stopping you and there to keep you accountable. You need planned rest. 100% you need planned rest. Up-to-date knowledge in training. You need up-to-date knowledge in nutrition. and need up-to-date knowledge in how to use the tools you've required. There's no use having a tool bags with flipping B and Q spanners in there if you don't know how to use it. Reflective mindset, you need to be aware of when to rest. You need to be reflective, asking yourself weekly reflective questions like, how was my performance this week? How was my eating this week? How was my sleep? Was there anything that stopped me reaching my true potential? Was there anything stopping me from fully taking control and reaching my goal? Number three, 80, 20, 80% of your food needs to be coming from high quality food. 20% of it wants to be coming from kind of release, exciting, enjoyment sort of food. And the reason why I put that in mindset is because you want to be having that mindset. It doesn't necessarily need to be 80, 20 exactly, but you want to be having that kind of, of mindset. So hope that was useful. I put it 
do you lack the skill or do you lack the will? And with most goals, it's one or the other, but they kind of all fall into one. Most of the people feel like they lack the will, but actually, if you acquired the skill, if you acquired the knowledge, it would then give you options, enable you to take control of the will part. The will is the kind of the motivation. I don't like using motivation. I prefer to use inspiration. But if you have the skill, most of the time, the motivation and the inspiration starts to come when we're clued up on the goal that we're trying to, to get for instance, and that is going to come down to, okay, I want to focus on my performance. Well, what are the key principles that make up performing well? What does performing well look like to you? Is it deadlifting three times your body weight? Is it simply being able to go a, a whole day without hammering the caffeine? Is it able to be in there, present, happy for my kids? Whatever it is, you then don't want to be thinking about the goal. You want to be thinking about how to adhere to the principles that make up your goal. Um, what I've put here. Yes, these one to three key principles stopping most people. And by most people, I'm talking about people that ask me questions on Instagram. I'm talking about the phone calls that I have with people. There's always one to three key principles that are literally in the way of you, me, everyone getting what they want. And our mission is to learn about those principles, how to bulldoze down those roadblocks so we can carry on and we can be consistent so the question is what one to three key principles are stopping you right now from achieving your goal for instance i've just had a consultation call with a guy who is up and down emotionally sometimes feels really positive then sometimes feel depressed he really dislikes his body he doesn't feel good within his body what is stopping him right now from changing that it's simply finances it, it is money. So what, what if finances stop that, obviously it's, it's knowledge and it's all those things. But right at this moment, I was saying, I can literally change that for you if we settle on this agreement. And unfortunately, investment and money was getting in, in his way. So his next six month journey is how to acquire those funds so we can start to learn, therefore take control um, of his body. So hopefully that was nice, quick and juicy, straight to the point. Lots of gold uh, in there. I'd love to hear your questions on Instagram. I'd love to hear what your biggest takeaways was. I'd love just to, for you to connect with me and sort of share a little bit about you. It's really nice. And it means that we're just not all insular and isolated within this uh, virtual reality world. So hope that was useful. Um, yeah, give me a message. Love to hear from you. Uh, and we're, we're back. Um, we're on the sexy microphone. Hope you enjoyed. Big love from me. Have a fantastic week. Bye.